Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Late Night Conversations with me, Patricia Ntuli, and it's time for us to switch down or maybe turn the heat up. I don't know which one you want to do or dim the lights. Uh, It's time for Closet Conversations. May I please make sure that you remember that this is not suitable for any listener under the age of 18. So if you've got children around, please ask them to vacate the room. I did promise saucy. I did promise sexy. I did promise heated. And when I realized what we were talking about and got all my prep, I was besides myself. Listen, besides myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, I gave I gave Benzito a, a couple of looks. I was like, "Are you serious? Serious producer? Serious? Serious? Serious?" Oh my God, I'm not sure about today's topic, but I am. So, to help me understand what we are going to talk about today, I'd like to warmly welcome Doctor Babalwa Funda Kaboza, who is also the director of Western Breeze P2I Limited. How are you, Doctor? <laughs> I couldn't have been better. Thank you so much. Ah. How have you been keeping? <laughs> I'm strong, but uh, weak at the knees because of today's topic. Weak at the knees. And I'm realizing how naive I've been and how misinformed I've been. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And how much you have wasted time and didn't enjoy. Listen, I'm... Yeah, well, we will be practitioners one of these good days. And uh, this thick... file I've got in my hands, someone is going to have to help me understand it. (laughs) So today's topic, so that everyone is in tune with us, we are talking what your sex position bucket list should look like. Listen, I thought there were only like one or two, three different sex positions. I was not aware that there is like a whole book of sex positions. I was not aware that you can have a bucket list. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today with Dr. Baba Lwafunda Gaboza. Please do join us. The WhatsApp number is 0614-104-107. If you want to call us, it's on 891 You can stay anonymous. Um, it is Closet Conversations, but uh, please make sure that you are tasteful in everything that you say so that we can air it. Dr., it seems that there are over 46, 46, over 46 mind-blowing, mind-blowing, that's what they describe them as, positions that can give you orgasms that are just out of this world. <sighs> I promise you, and, and, and I'm sure our listeners today are even going to give us more positions. Because as long as you're a practitioner, you are bound to develop something new that works for you and for you only. But it's something that might not be documented. So I think it will be very interesting to hear from our listeners what else is out there. And you know what has been very interesting from what we got, from the list that we got from your team, and thank you so much for for also sharing the work with me, is the fact that we also did not look at the positions that look at a couple of two people at a given point in time. But we also they also looked at positions that are ideal for just an individual. 
which goes to show to say embed. You do not need to be having a partner to be fully experiencing yourself and looking at the different positions. And at that time, when you're on your own, you get to express yourself even more because now you're not sharing the image with somebody else, but you're purely giving it towards yourself and in the most beautiful manner and not sharing it with anybody in that space. Doctor, let's start with the ordinary one, uh, the one that uh, we all know so well, and that is called the missionary position, right? So with this missionary position, yeah. is, 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 it, is it like old-fashioned, or is it, can you still spice it up? You know what, Patricia, can you just allow me a bit of your time to say, you know, I need to thank you and together with your team for always making sure that we increase our sex volume and we increase our sex, sex uh, sexual consciousness. Because the, the topics that we bring up and we have a discussion, every time when I will leave the show, I'll stay up and try and think and try and make myself a leader. So is it something that could have increased my sex volume? Is it something that could have changed my life forever? And I realize the impact that it has. And because I do get carried away, I forget to always say thank you to you. Mm-hmm. Talking about sex position, especially the one that you've given me, just a brief thing. On sexual position, when you talk of sexual position, this is the biggest part of sex and sexual acting or sexual play because this is where the art and the science is based. This is the, this is the real making of what love making or even sex is about. Now, what are the benefits of sex? Most of the time, the benefits of sex are expected to be physical in their nature in that you could benefit from make, getting exercise, you could benefit from sexual movement. Secondly, it could be emotional in nature. So some of the positions will even assist you to connect to your partner. So there are those where you just want to feel like you're exercising and having fun and you're even sweating. Not that even when you're emotionally you're not supposed to sweat. But there are those that are emotional in nature that makes you to be very close to each other. And then there are also those that are spiritual. Because pet, whether we like it or not, sex goes beyond the physical and the emotional. It's a spiritual act where you could be joining together and feeling each other, which is why the ISIS is where you say the people are one. Not only one with the two of yourself. If you are on your own, you could be one with the universe. You could be one with the source. So depending on what you want to achieve with the end in mind, then you get to choose those positions. Let's go back to the missionary position. The missionary position will never get out of fashion. Describe it for us so that uh, if, in case we've got someone who's a virgin or who ha- who's been celibate for a long time or who just does not know the term, can you describe what this position looks like? And then you explain the missionary it to us. Position. The missionary position is a position where usually the woman, in this case, and, 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 and by the way, we are not speaking to the one choice of a partner and if every time we always refer to heterosexual couples it's not out of malice but it's usually sometimes one of the easiest way of uh, of explaining positions so one partner would be lying on their bed in this case if it was heterosexual it should be the woman so the woman is lying simple on their bed with the legs open and the partner would be on top okay so what happens here you are literally covering 
almost you could be covering all the three aspects that I've been referring to because you are able to look at each other and appreciate each other. Your bodies are very close to each other. So you basically are joining and becoming one. Both of your hands are free. You are able to caress each other's bodies. And during the penetration, because of the position, everything is easily accessible. The only thing that you might not be, you might find it very difficult to to hold at the time is the clitoris, which is something that sometimes might be very important for your sexual uh, penetration. But because of the position, so you easily you are one person, the penetration can go as deep as possible. If you wanted to achieve what is called a uterine orgasm, this position can easily allow you to do that. Also, because of the bodies ramping against each other, you could also be touching the clitoris without reaching with, with, with your hands. So both of your hands are available to caress and hold and comfort each other. You could be looking at each other. You could easily kiss it, 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 each other. So it's a very nice position for you to connect emotionally, to be able to connect physically, and you could use it for spiritual beneficiation also because you are the, just the one person. So is this position one of those positions that uh, a lot of women would uh, be deemed to be doing nothing when you're underneath the gentleman? Or can we all be actively moving? You can be actively moving, but this is a position that also allows you to be a giver or a taker. So your partner could also be sleeping if it's a man on top, on almost on their toes. Because within each and every position, you can play around. Because even with a woman, even if you are lying down, you could let loose and let your legs lie down, which means now you are a receiver. So your partner is basically giving. You could lift your legs up so that you are able to move your, 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 your waist and move it whichever other way that you are, you, are, you are moving. This position could allow you to be almost jumping on top of each other. It can also allow you to do slight movements around the waist area. So there is so much that you can achieve with it. Just playing around on what you can do and cannot do. You can lift your body up in that way, opening up your breathing. So it means how you then breathe if you are the woman changes. So when it changes also, if you want to achieve a breathing exercise as you go along, because we need to remember that there's a lot of breathing that happens during sex. So it's, for you to stay in sync, it's nice to also pick up on the breathing so that you breathe simultaneously as you move your body. Because remember, it's like we are painting something. So we are artistic. The only thing that we are doing, we are going beyond that because we are exploring ourselves deeper and we have allowed ourselves to be vulnerable to each other. So you can spice up that missionary position, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Any and every position can be spiced up. It depends on how much have you allowed yourself to relax around your partner because that's one thing that is very important. When you develop or when you go get into any other position, allow yourself to be fluid. Love and sexual energies are fluid energies. So allow yourself to flow with it. But 
This can only happen if both of you are almost vibrating at the same frequency or you have allowed yourself to be vulnerable almost, almost at the same level. Oh, my goodness. Listen, on uh, SMS, I've got someone saying here, Hi, Patricia. It's, it's Dave. Dave is from the Bay saying, Hi, Patricia. Uh, wow, what a red hot subject. And uh, you can refer to a lovely book titled The Kama Sutra. I read it. You'll love it. Oh, all right, Dave. All right, all right, all right. I think there's a couple of versions of that book, aren't there, daughter? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a couple of versions of the book. Now they are even available online. If you're one of those people that want to want to carry a physical book or you feel like you've got children that go to your house, you get into even your bedroom and you don't want them to see it, now the books are always available, are now even available online. This is one of the books that I always advise. To say if you're a practitioner, because there's nothing wrong with checking what else is everybody else doing. You can even go, because... Patricia, we are practitioners. Can we agree on certain things? That nobody is watching you when you go to your computer. You can even go. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. To a porn site. Maybe don't just check all this other uh, physical and, and, and most of if you are not a physical sexual person, physical set activities that are shown there, that sometimes are even derogatory, go and look for Kama Sutra. Go and look for Tantra, which is spiritual sense. Check what is happening in We need to grow in this space. We need to make this a very central part of our life. Because I promise you, Patricia, a sexually healthy person is a sexually healthy person. Doctor, let's leave the health. Doctor, wait with the health. I want the positions. Why are you giving me health? I want the positions. We've only just covered one. You know time is flying here. And I've told you that I've seen a lot of things here that I've never seen in my life before, okay? So, Anonymous says, I also know my lady is going to want something from me after she does the reverse cowgirl position. It's the best position ever. <laughs> so, doctor, what is the oh, reverse yes. cowgirl position? Describe now it. Let's go to the reverse cowgirl. Right. We are from a position where your male partner will not fall on top, which also you can move around. What is most also important during positioning? Um, because remember, we are artists. Sometimes try not to disengage. Try to just move along in the one position. So you can move from that position, which is a missionary, slide across the bed, and then now your partner will be underneath, and the girl will be sitting on top. Now sitting on top, facing your partner, remember we are coming from the missionary. So you can find ways. And every time when you change position, so you move across your partner, you move the one leg to the one side, you play there, you play with your waist, you play with everything, you hold your partner, and then move and face the opposite direction. Now it means the face of your partner will be looking at your back. Mm-hmm. Now we have rotated and you've looked at your back. So now you are there. You are the cowgirl, so you sit on top, you lift your legs up, and you can be holding to your partner, which is also nice. Hold on to your partner, and then you will be gliding and either moving up and down, moving away. Now you are facing the opposite direction. You are the cowgirl and a reverse cowgirl, because the cowgirl is when you are facing your, patient, your partner's face. When you are a reverse cowgirl, you are facing the opposite direction. Now, what does this opposition allow help with? Because we're just not positioning, but we are looking at the benefits. So when you are now sitting on top, you are the ones that determines the movement. How far do you want the trusting in and out? So it gives you the control. 
which is a very nice thing. Also, research has shown that if the woman is on top, it does take a bit longer for the men to come. So if you want to extend that sexual period or that sexual change that you're having at a specific time in this session, you could look at this position. So it gives you the control on how far you want to move. Your partner's hands and together with yours, if you are having very strong muscles, you can be in that position without holding in. So you, your, your hands are free to caress and hold you. So it means almost all the hands are going towards the partner, the female partner or the person that is on top. So that gives you an opportunity to be holding or playing with your clitoris and playing with the rest of the other of the of, of the body. But it can be allowed for deep deep penetration. Because remember, when the man is lying down, majority of the shaft of the penis is almost exposed, even giving you a feeling that most probably the penis is longer than it is because you are able to move into the position where you want. And, you know, pets, it's difficult to talk about positioning and not talk about the size of the penis. But this is something that I usually want to run away from because... Yes, the size matters to those people that choose it, but also the strength of your vaginal muscle matters. But when you are on top, you can easily control and relax your own vaginal muscle as you move up or go down or glide around the tennis. All right, so it's the strength of the vaginal muscles alongside with the, the size of the penis. So obviously some positions work better for different uh, vaginal strengths and different uh, penis uh, sizes, length and girth. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so uh, we've got uh, a question here. Are these sex uh, positions important? Because I only do two. That's from Sia Mahlaba from uh, Rochester. Sia, two. Are they, are they important? Oh, yes, they are very important. We need to remember that as much as we are physically exercising, we are doing all this, and we are spiritually and emotionally connected, but we want to have fun. You know, Patricia, you know how many people contact me and say, I am tired, this thing is no longer interesting anymore. Honestly, after you've looked at those positions also, and sometimes also I look at them, oh, okay, no, I think I have not lived life. I don't think I have started. So for fun, it's very important. And for connection. Because you, you just don't want to be sitting there and getting tired. It's like waking up every day. Can you imagine if you know only two dishes when there's so many in the world? You only know pap and, and, and chicken or pap and, and, and carrots. There are so many things that are available. And it even gives you an opportunity to buy certain um, 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 furniture just to have fun. So this, we need to invest our time. We need to do our research and invest in our sexual spaces and sexual journeys. So All right. Yes, yes, so, uh, Sia, just try. Listen today and make notes and make sure, you know, if you don't get the notes properly, go to the website tomorrow and listen to the podcast. My brother, doctor says, pop and chicken every day is not going to work for you. So use this opportunity mm-hmm. and just learn new positions and try them. Voice note. Good evening, sis Patricia and uh, sis Babalwa. I have a question here. As men, we differ in dick sizes, right? Some are extra large, some are large, medium, small, and extra small by nature. So my question is, does this apply likewise to females? Do they differ in sizes uh, the same way by nature? 
my second question is this is this um what constitute the conclusion that a couple is sexually compatible is it the connection or sex in terms of uh, genital sizes what what can you say there says babalo thank you very much um and i would like to thank you very much Ms. patricia for this uh, uh, topics because i'm sure they are, they are saving a lot of relationships out there well uh, yeah we are also grateful that we've got this yeah. platform uh, because yeah mm-hmm. as adults we suffer a lot so doctor just briefly yeah. um uh, so obviously we did mention that the sizes are not the same and the strengths are not the same yeah no you know, in, in life, there is nothing like we have the same size, but it doesn't necessarily become bigger or smaller or anything. Well, unfortunately, because we, we want to classify things in life, and then we say this one has got a small dick, it's, just, it's, it's your size. I don't think it's fair to call it small, but for the sake of classification and putting it in a certain category, that's what we do. Even the same thing goes with vagina. Well, we don't have the same size of the mouth. We don't have the same shape. So this goes for any and everything in your body. But does it mean because mine is different or mine, is it supposed to be called big or is it supposed to be called small? No, it's just the diversity we are different. It's just different, but it's not going to, definitely not going to be the same size. But what matters, because this is the muscle. You know, we always think a vagina is just some deep hole that you just go in. No, it's not some deep hole that is open. Either it's open small or it's open big. It is the strength of the muscle that determines how you use the muscle. It's the same thing that you could be having a small penis or you could be having a medium-sized penis or you could be having a big-sized penis. But what matters is how you then put it to use. Are you able to practice it and, and be able to get it to the areas where your partner would have and feel full satisfaction? Of course, you are working as a couple. It's not like there is just a penis and there's just a vagina. The penis is not doing anything. The vagina is moving on its own in uh, like a black hole or there's, there's, there's the penis. The penis is just going in and out. No, it's something that you use and you literally go in synchrony. So it's, it's, you, you become fluid. You move together. You see when, when the one maybe is trusting, the one is holding. When the one is pulling out, the one is relaxing. So it's, it's just how you are able to work together and make sure that you can benefit, whether one is small or whether one is big. But unfortunately, there's something that we can never run away from. People have got their own preferences. Let's talk about the sexual compatibility that our gentleman is talking about. Mm -hmm. Sex does not exist in a vacuum. There's a lot of other things that are in existence. But the one that is usually the primary reason is that thing that you love about somebody that you might not even know. Because the first attraction that says there is something about that person that I do not know that attracts me. Because it's easy to say we are falling in love with a person. It starts with that. And it grows with a lot of other things that your relationship is, is, is in or is operating inside. And so those are some of the things that will then matter and determine whether you think you are compatible or not. But connection, yes, is very important because connection will also allow you to put your guard down. You feel like I am one with this person, but it's, there's just not one thing that is, is, is going to be the determining factor. Yes, but 
genital compatibility. Are you feeling like this is it? This is what I'm looking for. This is what I would like to be one with. So it, it goes very deep. Compatibility goes very deep. But unfortunately, there are times when they start, I am very compatible with this person. But then comes external factors that goes away and you feel like I'm no longer connected. So it's a basket of things that you need to continuously look at and say, which one is falling out away? Which one do we need to reconnect in? But yes, in today's uh, uh, topic, it becomes very important that it becomes the genital compatibility that it, it becomes it is also in the center of your relationship. So, uh, in order for you to find that genital uh, compatibility, it means you will have to be uh, sampling. <laughs> you, it, 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 it sounds like you'll get yourself into a lot of trouble. No, you don't have to sample. We need to realize that there is a lot of other things that would matter in the beginning of a relationship it's, 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 that, that might lead you to not want to explore more but it is a journey so you could be getting into the journey of genital compatibility within the one space and with one person to say I want to grow with this person there's other things that I've seen in this person that I'd like to be with. But I have realized it's like we're not as compatible genitally as much as I realize. But then you sit down and say, how do we plan our sexual life so that it then grows and explodes? And then how do we maintain it? Okay. Because it's not something that happens overnight. Mm. Sexual positioning also, it is only when you get to be very comfortable that you are now able to explore. There's a lot of other factors. You meet a person, a, a rural girl like me, who has not been taught any of these things. And the only thing that I have been taught is that a girl must sit and close their legs. That's the only thing. And then one day I meet a partner. I am even scared. So if, if they are lucky, I happen to open my legs. And one day they're expecting me to put the legs in the ceiling. No, but then if you give me that space that you are growing with me and you are comfortable with me and you allow me to be myself, and then we can grow and learn together to say, what else can we do? All to right. make sure that we can go and enjoy this further. Listen, Anonymous is saying, Patricia, missionary position. This is on WhatsApp. Eh, for me, it is very boring because most women are not moving except you, the man. You are doing everything. I think missionary <laughs> position is only good for labor while you are in maternity ward. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, and then uh, let's... let's <laughs> I've got more here. I've got more WhatsApps. And if you want to send your WhatsApp, you can do so on 08, uh, on 0614104107. That's WhatsApp, SMS 41391. Uh, SMS is a charge at 150. Or you can even uh, call us on 0891104207. And then I get here. Hi, Patricia. You know, I experienced something like that when I had sex with a man. Uh, it usually pains until I give up sleeping with the man. So I think she's talking about uh, gentle compatibility here. That sometimes, you know, the the, the gentle areas just are painful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think let's just touch on a few things. Yeah. Pat, I'm not sure if you still uh, continue with the reading. Okay, I think when it comes to pain, let's just touch on a few things. You know, there is something that is very central and very important in any position or before you even do any form of penetration. We need to remember that this muscle, the vaginal muscle, is is lined with a very thin lining 
that if you touch it, sometimes I'm sure you've realized uh, my, our female uh, uh, counterparts will agree to this. That sometimes even during washing or when you touch or when you try and feel what is happening inside, if it did not touch nicely, the, the skin just erodes. Because it seems inside, that top skin, which is very nice and soft, if you have, if you have not given yourself enough time to be, and it will give right to pain. So the pain could come due to the fact that there was penetration before it was wet or before the lubrication. And also there's something else that we cannot run away. As you grow older, you find that there are women that will get more dry and more dry. So it's very important that the, the listeners must try and find out what most probably is the cause of the pain. Because sometimes you, you would know exactly what is happening. If it's due to lack of lubrication, buy enough lubrication. Buy lubrication so that, that it will be taken away. And if you are practicing, which is something that we promote all the time, just make sure that you buy a water-based lubricant because an oil-based lubricant will destroy the fabric of the, of, of the condom and that might lead to other problems. But most of the time, it's the skin being irritated. And of course, even if you do get nice and wet to skin. What happens is as you progress, it does get a bit dry. So you can then, every time when it gets a bit dry, try and find another way of lubricating. You see a lot of people, which is something that we sometimes do not advocate, using their saliva as a form of lubricant. Um, it's not very advisable. As much as we do kiss each other and we do leave saliva inside the vagina, but it's best if you use a lubricant. But just find out what the cause of the pain is. Let's go back to the missionary position and being no, a labor position. Doctor, doctor, no. We've spoken about missionary position. You've even told us how to spice it up. Can we move to something yes. else? We've only had two positions, Please. missionary and reverse oh, cowgirl. Yes. And I told you there's a thick book here. All right? <laughs> hmm. I'm seeing something called the cock screw. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Can you please? I'm, I'm, I can see the picture. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm putting it up on social media for our listeners. So, doctor is going to describe what is happening on the corkscrew. Oh no! This is one of the most beautiful and the easiest positions. Also, you know the reason why I wanted to go back to that missionary position. I wanted to go back to the issue of that the woman is just lying there. The reason why we end up with somebody saying, you're just lying there. There was no agreement as to what is it that you want to achieve. Are you just the receiver or do you want me to participate also? So communication is very important. Otherwise, somebody thinks you're just lying there not doing anything. And yet you are realizing that today I have made myself the receiver. I just want to receive and I just want to get everything. And I want to just concentrate on getting everything. Because also research has shown that women uh, tend to enjoy or get their good orgasms if they've just relaxed and given in. Because this is something that you need to concentrate when it's happening. Now let's go back to that position that we're talking about. Now this is when you are at the edge either of a table or you are at the edge of a bench. So your partner could be on their, uh, on their feet. So if you are the woman, you are literally lying on the edge of the bed or let's say the edge of the table. And your partner is on their feet. So yes, yes, there will be limited movements on the person that is lying with their, with their back, with their head, with the, with the legs open and the one standing in between. So this allows for a lot of and a beautiful trusting that could go as deep as you would like to feel. But unfortunately, in this case, you are unable to control it. But you can control it. 
using your muscle. Because when you hold on your muscle as your partner trusts in, it might not allow them to go as deep as possible. So this one is standing there, literally almost standing over you. And so they are watching you. They have their hands free. They could be touching your vagina. They could be touching the rest of your body, whatever hot spots that you feel you'd like them looked at. Oh, if you have used the edge of the bed, your partner could be on their knees. So basically they trust in and out. You are just there most of the time receiving. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't be moving. If you are in argument, you can say, okay, I'm going to do as very little as possible of the movement. But then, you can control your muscle to allow how your partner can press in or go in in between your legs. But there is a lot of access. So it also allows you, if you are that those couples that prefer or would like to see during a, a sexual time, so it allows you to get to see the entire body, the entire vagina that you are working on and making sure that it is fully satisfied. When you get to see things, as much as there are couples that don't prefer this, it makes it easy that even you get to learn the book person and touch as they direct you. All right, let's go to some of my voice notes here so that we can um, listen up. Hi, good evening, Patricia. Good evening to Westside Fire Management and the team, including your guest there. Revival is my name. I'm having one question. Uh, my question is, Patricia, is it dangerous to do different styles when we're doing sex? A lot of people they used to say it's dangerous to our body. Is they, I mean, they say it's damage our body. So my question is, if it's dangerous, what can we do to prevent it being dangerous to us? So that's my question. To do different styles, is it dangerous in our body or is it not dangerous? It has any negative impact or not? That's my question. To do different styles when we're doing sex, is it dangerous or not dangerous in our body? Thank you so much. So is it dangerous or is it safe? I don't understand the danger element. I think it's one of those uh, th- th- those things, doctor, where um, uh, we've got myths around sex. Yeah, I don't also understand the danger, but you know what? Some of the positions that were developed and they are easily done if you have certain adjuncts. Let's say, for instance, you have a pillow. That if you are sick from certain things, or let's say you have just done a back operation and you have just healed, and the doctor said you can go ahead and, and have your sexual uh, intercourse, but you need to be careful. So there are positions that might endanger you depending on what is happening with your health status. But I guess there are positions pet where um, the partner would be literally standing over you and, and, and you have light on your body and with your neck on the floor and you basically have lifted up your torso and your person is coming right over your legs. So your whole body is almost curled up and your partner is standing over you. So when you do certain positions, you have to be cognizant of the fact that you don't want to hurt each other. If you are going to be doing certain positions, it's better that you have to make sure that you've got a soft flow and that you are very kind, especially when it comes to positions that might involve a lot of strain or pressure on the neck areas or in any other area that you might be vulnerable in. Okay, so there could be dangers based on health, but in general, if you are healthy and you're doing something that your body is able to do um, because of your age or your size or whatever it is, there is no risk. There is no risk. There is no risk. And of course, your body will tell you 
to say, no, today I am not that flexible. I'm not going to be in the position to do this position. But Pat, there is no way we can close this conversation without having talked about the doggy style. I'm not sure if uh, before you get voice. there. No? Listen, before you get there to doggy style, I told you there's a lot of, you see, next week, <laughs> this book is too thick. You can't, you can't deprive me of this information. Eh? Doggy style will come. Let's listen to this voice note. Okay. Um, hi, Pat. Um, I'd like to remain anonymous, uh, but I've just got one question. When women climax, um, is it the same like guys? Um, when I mean the same, I mean, do they squirt um, as one commonly sees in, 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 in porn videos? Um, it's just I've always argued with my friends, um, guy friends, like, there's nothing like that. So I just want to know from the doctor, when women have an orgasm, orgasm rather, do they squirt? All right. <laughs> so you remember we spoke about orgasms a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, and, and you did mention the, the differences. But for the benefit of our listener, when women orgasm... Uh, is squirting the ultimate climax of it or it's not always the same? It is not the same, but there are women that squirt. But what typically happens at this time, I'm going to speak to mainly the vagina. There's a lot of other activities that happen to the rest of the body, which could be similar, like you breathe, your breathing will increase, your heartbeat will increase. Clearly, if anybody took your blood pressure at that time, it will be high. But what happens typically around the vaginal area, which will also involve the anal part of the person, because the things are very closely related, and all of them, we all know that the rest of your body, all of your body for that matter, is a sexual organ. So the muscle, the vaginal muscle, will contract and relax uncontrollable. So it means you have touched a nerve somewhere that just allows this construction, the contraction to happen on their own. Whether you want to stop them or not, they will not stop. That's the typical, typical thing that will happen. And that each and every woman usually gets. It might be followed by the shaking and goosebumps all over your body. But that's what happens. But yes, there are women that are squeakers and there are those that are not. There's a lot of research that shows that, that, that tries to decipher what is this squeaking. There are people that say, no, man, these are just remnants of, the, of, 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 of urine that are coming out from the urethra. Because we need to remember that the urethra is a small little pin-sized hole that is sitting just around the vaginal area or just below the clitoris area. So if you're not very close to seeing how a vagina looks like. Next to that urethra also, there are glands that might not be able to see with your, with your naked eye. So these glands also, they release some kind of a fluid. So the research has shown that it's either there's a bit of urine that is left that sits out during that time because there's a lot of contraction and relaxation around that area. So the urethra also might be affected. And so that little bit of urine that might be, that might, that might let itself out. Or, of course, gushing. And or it could be those glands that are being, that are releasing uh, the, the fluid that was within the, the within the glands. There are squeakers and there are non-squeakers. Because somebody doesn't squeak, it doesn't mean they are not having fun. But what is important is understanding and knowing the body of your female counterpart and understanding what an orgasm translates 
to, to them. But the typical one is the contraction of the vaginal muscle. Listen, listen, Dogotel. I've got Anonymous here saying something <laughs> very interesting. It says, hi, Pat. There's a thing that my partner does where she squeezes her vagina while we are having sex. Oh, yes. I swear it's yes. the best thing ever. I always feel like mm-hmm. giving her a round of applause straight after we've done it. <laughs> Some ladies are gifted. Go, girl. Uh, let's go to a voice note. Um, okay. My question is, is it safe to have sex when you are feeling sleepy? Your partner is not, is not feeling sleepy, but you are feeling sleepy. Is it safe to do sex in that way? That's my question. <laughs> I'm not sure, man. Are you on sedatives? Like, what's going on here in this relationship? So, doctor, uh, it, it, it can't be safe, right? To just, it can't be enjoyable as well and mentally. No, no, man. You want to be fully awakened. But if your partner still, you know, wakes you up and, and, and you know, praying to your body, clearly you want to wake up and be part of it. There is no way that sleepiness is, is, is going to be sticking with you. Eventually you will wake up and you want to be part of it. Because what we are also looking for is fun and fully enjoying your body also. Because as much as you give it to your partner, it's about you. Sex is about you. The practitioner, the individual practitioner. So also when you are sleeping, your partner is not really going to enjoy you that much. But there are times when you wake up, especially in the morning, we are all not going to wake up at the same time. And this is a very important time, Pat, where men, they wake up with morning wood. Clearly there's something that is natural about the morning in fact. That's why we refer to it as morning glory, because you wake up and you want to, you, to be in each other before you get out there into the world. So yes, your partner will wake you up, you might be sleepy, but it's something also that the female body looks for. Pet, let me just quickly put this one out there. Because the sun did not shine because there were clouds on a certain day, it doesn't mean it didn't shine. Because we do not have something that is outside there that you look at say, and say, I am feeling horny, doesn't mean you are not horny. Even when we wake up as women, your body, it is naturally wanting to wake up sexually because you can never have a day without having woken up your sexual energy. So also let us be close to our bodies. The man is obvious because they have morning wood, they have that erection. But if you stay close to your body, you will realize that first thing when you wake up, as much as you want to pee because it's natural, you have, your body has been producing a lot of urine when you were sleeping, but you will realize that also, if you look, which is a relationship that is very important that we need to have, you'll see that your, your, your vagina looks different because it's got a lot of, of blood that is there, so it's engorged. It really would like to sexually engage. Listen, our time is far spent, doctor. So, next week, please promise me. There are some positions that, uh, okay, obviously, we'll do your dog style, doggy style, but there's <laughs> things I've, I'm reading here, pretzel dip, gee whiz, uh, f- what a flatorian and a face off and yo, it goes on and will barrow cowgirls helper. Listen, there's so many positions here and leapfrog tomorrow is Friday. We're gonna take a breather, but next week Thursday, you and I are gonna talk about these, okay? I think let's continue with this conversation. Let's also talk about the squeezing of the vagina, which is what the, the other uh, the girl would would be applauded for. The squeezing of the vagina is something that we are next all week, next week, of. next week, next week. Yes.
because of time. Next yeah. week. So next week we'll start on this whole squeezing of vagina and how is it done and who benefits uh, and, and then we go into our positions. I am wishing you an orgasmic time, Pat and the team and the rest of South Africa that is listening to us. We are really enjoying this conversation from our side as well from Western Bridge. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you very much, Dr. Funda Baba I really enjoyed this discussion today and uh, it's <laughs> been an eye opener. I can't wait to uh, practice <laughs> the day I get of the opportunity. <laughs> you have an opportunity today when you get home. As long as you are alive, Pat, and God has been very nice to us, He made sure that our hands can reach everywhere. I, hands down. Bye, Doctor. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I, thank goodness that I've got uh, a lot of melanin in, in my skin or else I'd be red. I'd be red. I'm Really, today's topic has been something else. Thank you very much for your WhatsApps and your voice notes. Someone even said to us that, you know, we should tell the management um, of the station that these sort of marriage saving programs should be extended to three hours. And that was Isaac. So, yeah, Isaac, I think I'd, I'd end up being read if we have three hours of such talk. If you'd like to go back to any of our conversations that we had this week, you can go to our website. We've got podcasts uh, loaded up every single day and that's on www.safm.co.za You can also follow us at SAFM Radio or follow me at Patricia N. Dooley. Remember we're back again next week, Monday. Until then, may goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success from the team and I.